Tommy's going to join me on this Friday. Uh, we'll get started right after I tell you about Window Nation. It's time to get homeschooled in Window Nation savings. For a limited time, get half off all windows. That's 50% off all window styles. It's the perfect time to invest in your home. You'll get an A-plus in savings with zero money down, zero payments, and zero interest for two full years. You can invest in the equity of your home now while paying later. Window Nation's first in its class. It's why over 100,000 homeowners have trusted their team of experts to replace and install new windows. They get the job done right the first time. Receive 50% off all style windows, plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for two full years. Get your windows installed before the cold arrives. 86690Nation or windownation.com. Tell them that I sent you. And remember, everybody that's ever used Window Nation, listen. Listeners, family members, friends, it's always worked out. There's no risk if you call Window Nation at 866-90-NATION. You can get a free estimate either online or they'll come into your home and follow all CDC guidelines. That's 866-90-NATION or windownation.com. You want it. You need it. It's what everyone's talking about. The Kevin Sheehan Show. Now, here's Kevin. You're listening to The Sports Fix. All right, it's a Sports Fix Friday. Tommy's joining me for a third day uh, during uh, this week. You're not going to ask me for more money for this week, are you? No, this is public service. <laughs> okay, wow. I don't think you usually do or, or offer yourself up um, for, for service uh, in, unless it involves benefiting you. But I'm, I'm glad you're here today because I didn't do a show yesterday Wanted to just see everything shake out here. Rivera wasn't going to speak until later yesterday, and I thought he said some things um, that were interesting. We left off the other day before um, before the statement from uh, all the statements that came out from Snyder and the team and everybody else, so we will get to that. We have sports on hold uh, for uh, a moment uh, right now. I think the NBA planning to restart tomorrow but I did want to start with this because I don't know how I'm trying to think on about how we got into this conversation on radio this morning but I'll just ask you the question in your phone contact list how many dead people do you think are in it about five or six have would do you think it's wrong to delete them from your contact list uh it depends how if they meant something to me or not. Okay. Well, that's fair. What? That's why. A, well, for whatever will reason, you delete, will you delete? This sounds like a country western song. Will you delete <laughs> me when I'm gone? <laughs> will you delete me when I'm gone? Kenny Rogers, by the way, who if he were in your phone right now, you didn't know him well enough, you might delete. Um, yeah. What started the conversation was now I remember it is Lute Olson passed away. Um, Lute Olson, the great Arizona coach, built Arizona into a powerful program. They won the national championship in 1997. They went to 23 consecutive NCAA tournaments uh, under Olson at Arizona. And as I was doing the update at 6 a.m. this morning on radio, CJ said in, said in my ear, well, there's another name in my contact list that I need to delete. <laughs> and so... I just said, you know, I came out and I said, how many dead people do you think you have? And he said, I got to have 20. I probably have 20 in my phone. I just looked at my first one, Bert Sugar. Oh, yeah. Oh, I did. I, I still I, have him. 
here we I'll, I'll tell you what um I remembered right off the bat. It was just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think I you know was searching my contact list. I think for Gary Williams, and I think I was going to text him something. And Gary Wishard's name popped up on the short list of you know W. Oh yeah. Gary Wishard was a longtime NFL agent, and I knew him. Like he had some. Well, first of all, he was Cooley's agent, which that's not why I knew him. I got, I I had a, I had conversations with him about a couple of the players that he represented for the Redskins um, over the years, including Adam Archuleta, if I recall. And he was a very nice guy, like a super nice guy, and a well-known agent. He passed away in 2011, and I looked at the name when I when I was searching the other day. I'm like, man, he's in my contact list he's dead i'm pretty sure and i you know and i looked it up and i'm yep and so you know what i did i deleted it and then i wondered well is that disrespectful i don't think it's disrespectful i don't think it's disrespectful i mean like i said i think if 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 it meant something personal to you then i mean look it's this is not a measure of your compassion deleting dead people from your phone list. No, I don't think I don't it think. is. I don't think it is either. I, I just was curious as, as to how many you probably have. I guess, I'm going to guess I have five or six too. Uh, CJ yeah. being a, a producer of sports shows for a long period of time is going to have quite the Rolodex, you know? Like I have Frank Frank Robinson. You got I Frank Robinson? On my phone Who's your yeah. most famous person in your contact list? You get, off the top of your head right now, who is it? Uh, probably Sugar Ray Leonard. I have him in mind too. Yeah. Um trying to think. I mean I've got I've got John Beck on my uh phone <laughs> contact list. God, you loved him. Oh, and so did the Shanahans. Except yes. except they really didn't. Um all right, where do you want to start today? You want to start with the uh, the follow up to the post story because we spent you know we got on we got we did the show right after the post story came out on on Wednesday and then all of the statements started to come out and it's a little bit odd that the the owner put out a statement then the team put out a statement and then the senior VP of media put out sort of her own statement then the new team president sort of put out his own state statement what did you make of all that. Well, I would say that the paper clips are all not pointed in the same direction. <laughs> no, they're <laughs> That's not. That's what they're, I would say. They're a little bit no. disorganized on his desk. Yes. There's some going one way and some going the other that way. That would like be a problem. Sees, he might walk in and go crazy if he sees that. When you read the statement from the owner as opposed to the statement from the team. So, And for a guy who said he's going to be more hands-on, I'm surprised <laughs> that there was such a difference in statements. Yeah. No, so it, it, what did you think? I mean, I, I, I'm ready to go if, if, if that's all you got. Well, what did I think? I mean, I thought that uh, it really doesn't matter what Dan Snyder says unless he, unless he cops to this. I mean, of course he's going to deny, deny, deny an attack. I mean, that's, that's standard operating procedure. You know, I mean, it, it, it's what he wants. To, it, it's a, just a... a, a a pinch of what he really wants to say or, or wants to do. Uh, and I think the team response shows the, the, the uh, at least a level of, of intelligence 
in public relations-wise from the new uh, brain trust over there of Jason Wright and, uh, I'm assuming, Ron Rivera. Yeah. Um, well, okay. So, first of all, you know, we were just digesting that story um, the other day. Um, and, you know, I, I went back and, and read it again and, you know, then did radio yesterday and, and did it again this morning. Did you have any other thoughts about the Post story? Anything that we didn't talk about the other day? No, I didn't. But I had some thoughts about uh, Roger Goodell's statement. Okay, in go response ahead. response to the Post story. Uh, you know... I mean, I've been very critical of this notion of an independent investigation into, right. the Reds, into the football team by Beth Wilkinson. And I still am. I'm still very skeptical of it. But there were a couple of things in Goodell's statement that I thought were noteworthy. Uh, an independent investigation into these issues is in process, led by highly experienced counsel recommended by our office. That part, the recommended by our office part, stuck out to me. Snyder didn't go out and hire this woman. I read into that that the NFL told him to hire her. I don't, th- I don't think they put that language in there if this, if this basically wasn't an order, that this is something that Snyder had better do. So I, I don't think they just mentioned, well, here's a lawyer you could use, Dan. She'd be really good. I don't think that's the way it went. All right, so you think now that it may be more independent than you thought before. That's your... Well, I think, I, think, I think that there's a chance that, look, it can't be independent uh, when the owner is paying the bill, for, for no matter what kind of language it is. But, who, but what's the purpose of it? It's, I mean, the purpose of, of an investigation like this, I said before, is to make sure the owner has a condom around him to protect him from all the stuff that's gone on there. Now I think the, the, the motivation may be to give the league the vehicle they need to force Snyder to sell. And, you know, I think when you have that kind of an investigation, I, you know, well, what you're suggesting is that maybe he didn't have a choice in the investigator. I don't know if that's true. Um, but I would also suggest to you that maybe the minority owners had a voice in who the investigative um, entity was. Uh, but I, I, I don't I, I don't know that. It's a it, I, I also from the league statement, I, I also and let me read it for those that didn't read it. And, and we're jumping ahead a little bit because I want to go back to his statement here in a moment. But. The statement from Roger Goodell in the Washington Post report was, quote, we strongly condemn the unprofessional, disturbing and abhorrent behavior and workplace environment alleged in the report, which is entirely inconsistent with our standards and has no place in the NFL. An independent investigation into these issues is in process led by highly experienced counsel recommended by our office, which is what Tommy was just referring to. We will continue to monitor the progress of this investigation and ensure that the club and its employees satisfy their obligation to give full cooperation to the investigators. If at any time if at any time the club or anyone associated with the club fails to do so, the investigating counsel has been asked to promptly advise our office and we will take appropriate action. Okay, stop there. Yeah. Stop there for a second. Okay. That tells you two things. First of all, 
indicate that these non-disclosure agreements have to go. Anyone who's a Redskin employee who has been not allowed to, felt they haven't been allowed to talk about this because of a non-disclosure agreement, this would indicate that the, that the team has to, has to basically get rid of those. Why does that indicate that? Because that's failing to cooperate. Well, I mean, these not are, absolving these are, them of, of, of their non-disclosure agreement, that, that's literally failing to cooperate. I don't see and, that as yeah, I, I don't see that as failing to cooperate. You might be right. Oh, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong, but that's not what came to my mind. My to okay, my mind here's was the other thing. Okay. The other thing is is the investigating counsel has been asked to promptly advise our office. Now, if Dan Snyder hired this woman and she's working for Dan Snyder, right. why would she be compelled to yes, contact the NFL? I agree with that. I agree with yes. that. Um, when the investigation so, so concludes, that indicates to me this is a league investigation. When the investigation it, concludes, we will review the findings and take any appropriate action at that time. Um, yeah, I well, I think the fact that it was recommended by our office and the line that you just suggested, um, the investigating counsel has been asked to promptly advise our office uh, if the club fails um, to. Um, to cooperate, you know, it indicates that at the very least, the league is at least half involved. They're 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 co-authoring, they're 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 involved with the team in picking this investigator. And we know that the league probably doesn't want a horrible result, but wouldn't mind a result that leads to him being forced out, um, because that's I think what the league would love to have happen. But I don't know if all the owners want it to happen. But I think Goodell. And the league wants a new owner in Washington. But I want to go back to his his response because we didn't have a chance to do this on the podcast because it came out afterwards. I I don't have a problem with someone defending themselves publicly against what they believe to be false accusations. Um, and specific to the post story, there were you know three different you know accusations that were that involved the owner you know the the two videos and the proposition on fight night in 2004 when he propos- when he propositioned or asked one of his cheerleaders um, to go up and get to know his best friend in a hotel room much better. Um, as we discussed the other day, there's not a smoking gun recording or an email. It's a he said, she said on those things. And even on the video, even though they've got the videos, you have one person saying that, you know, Larry Michael suggested to him that we're putting this together for the owner. You know, it's still a he said, he said in that situation. Um, I don't know if he ordered up these videos or not. I don't know if he propositioned um, that cheerleader on fight night or not um, because there really isn't any proof. What I keep coming back to is this. In two different stories over a six-week period, 42 women have come forward to claim that they were sexually harassed in his building that he owns by people that he hired. And that is not one or two or three, you know, he said, she says, that's 42. And apparently, Tommy, there are a lot more. And, and I don't know that we've seen the end of this. You know, if you read this story from yesterday, 
um, that uh, Lisa Banks and Katz from that uh, law firm, that employment law firm downtown, they've, they sent a letter to Roger Goodell um, uh, on behalf of a dozen former employees of, of the Skins requesting an independent investigation into the allegations of sexual harassment, and they asked that Snyder be suspended pending the outcome and that he should be removed if the investigation backs up the claims of former employees. But let me get back to my point with respect to his response. I don't have any pr- problem with, with somebody you know who's been, in, in their own mind, falsely uh, accused defending themselves, but there are major issues with his response. Um We'll start with the fact that he begins by saying that I take full responsibility for the culture of our organization. Well, that's the first time I think he's ever said it or or put it in print before. But it really I think you're right. But it really rang immediately hollow when in the next paragraph he writes, I've admittedly been too hands off as an owner and allowed others to have day to day control to the detriment of our organization. First of all, how many people in the fan base said two hands off? Are you kidding me? Um, and then he's and then he said, going forward, I'm going to be more involved. Well, nobody wants that. But he passes the buck immediately and, and pretty much blames Bruce. Um, if, if you're reading between the lines and others, and then he claims about the story that basically it's not true. You know that it's a hit job. Um, you have to, and then I'll just add, clearly the paper clips are all not, you know, facing in the same direction because this was not a team that was super organized in their response to this latest story. Uh, you've got him with a response. You've got the team with a response. You've got the team president with a response. You've got the, the senior VP of media with a response. And by the way, Julie's, Jason's, and the team's response was compassionate, hit the right chords, brief, to the point, you know, with, with the, the, the accusers in mind, Dan's was completely the opposite. So the, here's the p- problem, like... Again, I think you and I would be much better at helping these people, but it's hard to help somebody who doesn't want to be helped. But the first thing you have to do, you have to acknowledge that there's an issue here and we um, we are absolutely apologetic and sorry to anybody who went through this in our organization and we are working to improve that and we understand if you don't accept our apology but we're going to make it anyway but our goal is to completely make sure that the next female that works for us and the females that are working for us right now have a completely different environment a welcoming and respectful environment he doesn't really even mention any of that it just gets to what he wants to get off uh, his his uh, his mind, which is how pissed off he is that he was accused in this piece, and um, it's just the wrong way to do it. Like you can defend yourself, you know. There's a way to do that, and there's a way to point to the investigation and say, you know, I'll be able to answer the direct accusations when our investigation is done. But for the time being, I want all of those women that were in that story to know how sorry the organization is and how hard we are working to make it a completely different environment. That's where you start. You start by at least acknowledging those 42 women, all right, that were, you know, um, propositioned, that were 
uh, treated in, in marginalized, treated poorly, um, ogled at, you know, all of those different things. You've got to acknowledge that and you've got to apologize for that and you've got to take accountability for that. You just have to. And he's not ever able to do that. You know what? I mean, this could be trying to get into the, the simple mind of Dan Snyder. Is he literally, this reaction is like somebody who's, who's cornered, like, like an animal who's cornered. Somebody suggested I mean, that to me this, today on, on, on radio. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's, that's what it is. I mean, he, he's, got it, he's got it from all, all areas. He's got a city. And I know it's never liked him much to begin with, but he's got a city that hates him now. Yeah. In terms of a fan base, uh, he has. I mean, there's nobody in the media right now, that, not one person that he could consider a friend. You know, uh, and uh, I, he's he's got he's you know paying. I, I now imagine this Wilkinson investigation. Now we're up to 42 women, and it's growing. Is she going to interview all the women and and the people involved in all those cases? You imagine the bill, the legal fees involved in this investigation that he's going to have to pay for. And what's interesting is I found an Adam Kilgore story from the Washington Post that had this passage in it uh, about why why Snyder is 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 paying for this uh, lawyer. The league also wants to force teams accused of misbehavior to pay their own legal fees as a deterrent to creating a toxic workplace culture. Another person with knowledge of the league's thinking said. You know what? It it makes sense because you're right. This is going to be very expensive. This is a this is a multi million dollar investigation. Yeah, and this isn't this isn't the I mean a, me... a TV this isn't the legal firm of TV and company. No, that, that, that let's hired. let's I mean, multiply. T- let's you multiply two thousand. Let's multiply two thousand bucks an hour. Certainly fifteen hundred an hour. I don't. At this point, I don't even know what a super expensive lawyer is. But two thousand bucks an hour is probably a guess, right? Somewhere in that range. We could ask Neil and Rockville. I, I don't. I, I would think so. I don't know. I mean, this woman has represented Microsoft, Georgia Pacific. Heavy hitters in the corporate world. Um, let's let's just say that it is um, a uh, forty. It's it's a it's a forty hour a week, which it's going to be more, and because it's forty hours a week times multiple lawyers, not all of them build at the high price point. Uh, right. In I don't know a ten to twelve week investigation. So let's just do this. 80 times 12 times 1,500, I'll put in there. That's $1.4 million in, yeah. in billing. Yeah. And I think we're being conservative. We probably. might be. I, I, I honestly because do. The, yeah. the number, the number of, of people she's going to have to talk to is, appears to be continuing to grow. Yeah, I don't I, – I think that's true. Um, and um, – yeah, I mean, there are going to be some people we know that are not going to be in. You know, actually, I, I was I was wondering this. I wonder if there's any legal action that can be taken on that video thing. By who to who? By those that were were shot while they, you know, had bare breasts, 
and then used without their uh, knowledge. That's not legal. No, that doesn't. Uh, I, I mean, that may be. I would. I would suspect that at this point, those who were victimized by that would probably feel uh, better served in in the civil court of justice as opposed to the criminal court. Of <laughs> I would. I would agree with you. But you know, <laughs> after they pay this law firm, there may not be much left. <laughs> um, the other thing about his response is this constant referring to these allegations being, you know, so long ago, you know, um, that, you know, these are allegations from 10 to 20 that are 10 to 20 years old. So what? You own the team 10 years ago. You own the team 20 years ago. And not all of them are that way. But when he talked about uh, Tiffany Scorby, the cheerleader in the incident on fight night, he said, Mrs. Scorby did not report this alleged incident to anyone at the team in 2004 in her eight years as a cheerleader or at any time in the past 16 years, which, by the way, as we know, when it comes to sexual assault, that doesn't mean anything. You know, that, right. that, that doesn't mean anything when you're talking about someone who's been victimized, if, if that's true, um, on that particular claim. But nothing um, about... He mentions the, uh, you know, uh, the 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 how long ago these these uh, accusations were, as if that matters. I mean, they they involve him. They involve the team that he owned at the time. I don't know, and you know, I don't know what the statute of limitations uh, are on this stuff. But I don't know that, you know, I don't know that that he's going to go to jail for sexual assault. I don't think anybody in the in the organization will. Um, but the point here is, is that. This is all about whether or not it was enough and it is enough um, for the league to force him to sell. I still come down on the side of, I don't think so. Um, But I don't think he's going to own the team three years from now. I think it's going to be something else or maybe even his choice, um, you know, or the the pressure from, from the minority owners, which obviously he's dug his heels on a little bit right now. Here's the other thing, Tommy. You know, what we what we really have seen here, you know, with the owner and the different statements, et cetera. And by the way, Ron Rivera said something yesterday that really sort of distanced um, himself from uh, the Snyder statement, which I thought was interesting. But what we're seeing here, once again, is an organization that doesn't know how to message its customer base or does know how, but it doesn't matter because the owner you know, or the team president in recent years when Bruce was there, just have other ideas and convince that they've got all the answers. Um, It's a continuation, though, overall, of just an owner that can't get it right because he doesn't know how to do it the right way. And it's this terrible combination of being arrogant and not, you know, that bright when it comes to a lot of this stuff. And, by the way, a tremendous lack of self-awareness. Remember we read in a story a few weeks ago about one of his favorite answers when he doesn't get agreed with is you don't know what the hell you're talking about. And that's what we probably saw here. Somebody may have, you know, said, you don't want to put this seven paragraph statement out. -uh. Here's another way to do it. And he said, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Um, I mean, people who tell him no, usually don't work for him long. So that's why anybody, that's why I've had very little respect anybody high up in that organization who has worked for Dan Snyder for a long time because I I know what they've had to do or I have a good idea of what they had to do in order to keep those jobs. 
Yeah, no doubt. Um, poor Ron Rivera. <laughs> you know. Oh my God. He just. Oh keep... my. I mean, that's that's just like his 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 world changed. His world so dramatically has changed since he agreed to coach the Redskins, the, the football team, the Washington football team. <laughs> I'm getting much better at at, at 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 catching myself with that. But uh, yeah, right. I feel I feel so sorry for him. I mean, he, you know, is taking questions on that, on, you know, everything that happened in Wisconsin and the players taking the day off. Um, and he's been very capable. He's been very capable. capable. They're lucky. They're Damn lucky right. Because so capable. Yeah, imagine Jay trying to answer all these questions. Oh, <laughs> I mean, no, he's been, you know, I think the one thing we've learned about him, and I sort of had this sense about him anyway, is that, you know, he is a decent person who does the right thing and he's got really good instincts, but they, they come from a place, I think, of of the way he really feels. I think they're genuine. But one of my favorite parts of, you know, I, I mentioned, by the way, um, you know, he sort of distanced, and distanced himself, excuse me, from some of the other, uh, from the Dan Snyder stuff. Um, and he said... Um, you know, uh, well, I think the first one, obviously referring to Dan's note, was a personal message, and then the second one was from the team. Apparently, I think the thing everybody's got to understand is that Mr. Snyder put one out as a personal note, and then he had us do one as a team, as an organizational one. Um, he refers to Dan yesterday. He referred uh, to Snyder as Dan multiple times yesterday for pretty much the first time. A lot of people think that you know this is an intentional thing that they that Dan that uh, Ron and Jason and Julie all see it coming and they're trying to distance himself that themselves from the, from him already they just got here but um, one of the things that Ron said at the end of the press conference he said you know he once again in a very subtle way he's done it less subtly in the past is he tried to urge the media to look forward. You know, he said, I, I know people critis- criticize me for saying it, but guys, please, let's try to get this thing going forward. There's an investigation. We'll wait for the results from those folks. And then based on those recommendations, we're going to go forward. He, he wants the conversation to be about the football team. He doesn't want to deal with this anymore. But you, when you have stories like this that drop, if you're in a coach-centric environment, which he is, you're going to get asked about it, especially when your owner doesn't talk. Yeah. I mean, they need to put Jason Wright out there more front and center. I mean, even though he's not involved in the football operation, he's the president of the business operation of of the team. He seems like he'd be – if I was this football team, I'd have him commenting about everything at this point. He'd be the face of the franchise about everything. That's what they're paying him for. I don't know if that's what they're paying him for. I don't. I don't know. I, well, I, that's what I would tell him. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, what we're paying you for. I I don't think that's what they are paying him for. But perhaps that will he'll evolve into that position. Um, but it's Ron right now because God knows the owner doesn't talk. He doesn't yeah. talk. Um, now. What's what's interesting is, you know, the, the players uh, didn't practice 
yesterday because of what is going on in uh, in Kenosha uh, and uh, the, the furor and the controversies uh, that have permeated throughout the whole sports world. Uh, and uh, instead, they had uh, an open dialogue. According to Ron Rivera, in place of our practice at FedEx Field, the players, coaches, and football staff will meet as a football family and will continue our open dialogue on issues of racism and social injustice in our country. How much do you think Coach Kiss My Ass contributed to that? <laughs> uh, I have no you know, idea. Who tweeted, who tweeted last night, retweeted I... a, Her- a Herschel Walker tweet that said, uh... Trump-Pence 2020. Yeah, well, uh, Herschel was a speaker the other night during the convention. I know, and him and him and Del Rio are tight. But uh, the same day, oh, Del Rio and Herschel, Del Rio and Herschel are tight from Minnesota, probably, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So the same day that that the the football team supposedly had this discussion, uh, or having it today, it's it tomorrow? Was it yesterday or just it was today? yesterday? Yeah, uh, the, uh, the the Plan B head coach. Tweets out, retweets Trump Pence 2020. I don't know what his role in the conversation was. I don't know. You know, it probably would work better in a baseball locker room, um, given your uh, your assessment that most baseball players are Republicans and are Trump yeah. supporters. Um, and I got to tell you, I'm surprised at the reaction around around the baseball. Uh, I'm surprised at how. Socially active teams have decided, uh, players have decided to be. Because baseball is usually, well, hockey also. But uh, of the major sports in this country, baseball is usually pretty conservative uh, when it comes to uh, political statements and movements. So I'm sort of surprised at how willing uh, players have been to force the issue of not playing at this point. I don't know that they have much of a choice, Tommy. I mean, uh, it's it's a sport that has minorities in it. It's 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 not. Uh, everybody's getting swept up into this. The Bucks started it, and, and the NBA followed. Um, I think the NBA did the right thing by canceling all of its games. Um, you had the discussion between the teams where the Clippers and Lakers were actually trying to push an end to the entire season and not play the rest of the postseason. Um, baseball teams in Milwaukee, I think Milwaukee started it with the Brewers. I don't, I don't know that you know in this environment, even if players have you know a different point of view, I just don't know that it would work. To, uh, although some teams played last night. Yeah, why? Why did some? Yeah. Why did some teams play? Did, did they just as, I, as I a team vote to play? I don't know. I, I don't know, but I know in, in Colorado, uh, I think the Rockies decided to play. Matt Kemp, I think, who plays for them, you know, opted out, and then one of his teammates was quoted uh, last night after the game saying, "We messed up. We should have sat down with them." Mm. So there was already regret. Uh, at least in Colorado, for playing the game. Uh, interesting tweet uh, by Mike Florio uh, that goes to part of the heart of this. Uh, you know, President Trump criticized the NBA for for this kind of activism, 
called it, you know, they're acting like a political organization, you know, and uh, Florio pointed out, but it's okay for UFC President Dana White to give a speech on behalf of the president during the Republican convention. Did Dana White give I a mean, speech during this? Yes, he did. Oh, he did? Yeah, during the convention. I, I've, I, I have watched, I've watched really none of the RNC, uh, the Republican convention. I watched very little, if any, of the Democratic convention. It's not... It's not on my must-viewing list these last two weeks. Now, now, take a break. Let's take a sports break for a second, because I know this is the kind of stuff you live for. This is from Matt Parrott from my paper, The Washington Times. At practice right now for the Washington football team, Chase Young just sniffed the hell out of a screen pass. He closed out <laughs> right there. Mm. There you go, baby. Good job, Matt. Chase Young. Keep us posted yes. on all of that. Um I, we we should get to you know some thoughts we ha- have on on sports shutting down uh, the last couple of nights um, to um, bring more awareness uh, to what happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and we'll do that here shortly. But I wanted to mention to you that uh, I had a caller this morning that created you know one of those days where the phone lines just immediately light up, Tommy. Um, and he basically uh, criticized me and the rest of the D.C. sports media for being too critical and too harsh on Dan Snyder and, and, and not objective enough on Dan Snyder, not being fair enough um, on, for Dan Snyder. And he, he admitted that he's not a fan of Dan Snyder and he thinks that he's been a bad owner, but he said the D.C. media just can't be objective enough and they just are way too critical of him. And... Um, of course, I said, well, it's not my job to be objective. When it comes to this stuff, this is my favorite team, and he's ruined it. So I don't want him to be the owner. Um, that's 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 by, by far and away, I felt that way for many years. And so all of this that's been happening, it's not that it excites me because of the victims involved, but it's certainly there's an element where I am hoping it leads to him having to for, uh, being forced to sell the team. Of course, most fans are. But what do you, you – you would have had some fun with this guy had you been on the air with me this morning when he said you guys are being way too, you guys are being way too critical of the owner. Yeah. You know, I mean, as, as much – as we want to think that, and I'm included in this, that reporters are objective. And we're not talking about reporters, per se. I, I'm not a reporter. Uh, I'm paid to write commentary. Uh, but human beings uh, are, are subject to the same kind of emotions and impact from outside forces. And you, in times like this, when you're in trouble... This is when you bank the benefit of the doubt you've earned over your, over your time in the public. And Snyder has nothing in the bank. Zero. He's earned the benefit of no, no benefit of the doubt. And so most people are going to come down to believe what, whatever is negative is written about Dan Snyder because they believe he's capable of it. Has your opinion changed from the other day about uh, the information in the last story being enough or not? Uh, it has not changed. I think, I think now I do think the Beth Wilkinson report is a vehicle the NFL u- will use to get rid of Snyder. Oh, so you do? 
Okay. I and, and think, the, yeah. The, the story necess- from the other day isn't uh, what will drive it. It's the Wilkinson investigative yeah. report that'll come out that'll say this guy shouldn't, you know, this guy allowed this to happen and that to happen for this culture to, to exist. Um, and it did this level of damage. He's got to go. He, he's, I think he, it'll be something like that. I, I think, uh, I think that uh, the NFL is driving the Wilkinson investigation, and Snyder just has to write the check for his own execution. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, how long will this thing take? How long did that Ted Wells deflate gate thing take? That that took a long time. Yeah, I, I think. But, it, uh, it, it I mean, how be... many people did he have to talk to in deflate gate? I mean, my God, the uh, I mean. Uh, compare it to maybe the Mary White New Orleans, maybe Bounty Gate. Yeah. Uh, how long did that take? Uh, I don't know. Uh, remember, in Bounty Gate, uh, people lost their job. I mean, people didn't lose, but they lost time at work as a result of Bounty Gate. I'd, I'd be curious how long that took. Uh, that might be more comparable in terms of all encompassing, but I'd be curious to look back at some of the NFL interviews. And the scope of them compared to the scope of what we think this will have to be, but that'll dictate the time. Yeah, I'm looking at um, the uh, Ted Wells report on Deflate Gate. The report of the investigation was released in May of 2015. Um, the game was played in January. In of January, 2015. yeah. So that's pretty quick turnaround. Yeah, but there's not on that Janu- many on January twenty third. They, 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 so it went from January twenty third to May. So it was February, uh, March, April. It was basically a near four month in- investigation. She was hired what a month ago in July after the first post report. So if you account for many more people involved and you double it um, and say that it's going to be an eight month investigation. Uh, then we are basically into the spring next year before we get it. Yeah. Okay. That was interesting. Uh, let me tell you real quickly about my bookie. Winning season has returned to my bookie. Games will be played, we believe, this weekend. The NBA scheduled to resume tomorrow. I think the NHL tonight, uh, baseball, uh, the Nats are in Boston to face the Red Sox tonight at mybookie.ag. Winning season means hitting all of your parlays and props with your feet up, watching your team trounce their rivals. Rejoice, it's time to celebrate the NFL season. Invest in your intuition and knowledge. Use my promo code, KevinDC, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. From live betting to championship futures, Every play you want to make is waiting at my bookie. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Use my promo code KevinDC and you'll double your first deposit. Your winning season be- begins today only at my bookie. Um Bounty Gate, Kevin. Yeah. Bounty Gate supposedly began the investigation that began and according to the Bleacher report, the investigation began in 2010. It was released, the report was released in March 2012. Yeah. And that doesn't even, that's probably half the amount of people that she'll have to talk to, or even one-third. More important. I mean, because there were, I mean, she probably, they probably had to talk to everybody on the roster, 
Yeah, it may be half. Uh, but that took almost two years. More importantly, uh, two um, tweets from uh, Skins Practice. Rhiannon Walker, The Athletic. I'm not sure how J.D. JD McKissick snuck out, but offense with a good fake. Dwayne Haskins works back to his left, finds McKissick all by himself, and he takes it all the way upfield for the big play. There you go. I don't know if he baby. scored. I don't know if he scored or not. I hope I hope he did. JP Finley, Haskins starting to cook. Couple of tight throws in a row, and quarterback coach Ken Zampezi yells, Nice rep, seven. Nice rep. There you go. What's the problem? Everything's gonna be just fine. <laughs> All right. Um Let's get to what's been happening um in sports and in the world here over the last couple of nights. Um the sports uh, world uh, has, has shut down here the last couple of nights because of, obviously, the events in Kenosha, uh, Wisconsin. Um, last night, there were seven major league games postponed because of, of the Jacob Blake um, shooting in Wisconsin. Every NBA and NHL game was postponed uh, last night. The WNBA has been postponed for a few nights. Golf continued. Um, some players suggesting that maybe they should have uh, delayed the start of that BMW FedEx playoff at Olympia Fields. Um, but uh, the plan is, as of now, for these sports to resume. First of all, your take on um, their uh, the, the players deciding to um, make their feelings known by boycotting or striking, however you want to describe it, whichever verb you want to use. Um, and then I would ask you, what happens... Um, Next, um, where where does it go from here? Because as we've seen and as we know as a society now, and it's very sad and it's very tragic, um, but these things happen and we all want them to go away. And part of the reason that they are, you know, um, that they're boycotting these games or, or, or striking from these games, taking these games off uh, is to bring attention to this. So we see this come to an end. Um, but what was your reaction to it? Uh, I think I think they were using uh, finally using a vehicle that they have at this disposal, maybe the only one at this point for political power in, in the conversation that's going on in, in in the country. I mean, this as, as many fans as might say, "Oh, I can't stand this. Just shut up and play." They'll still reach a number of fans who will hear their message, but more importantly, these are clients of corporate America, okay, of, of people in networks and Madison Avenue who want to make sure that their clients are happy. So what they need to do now is to enlist. The big comp- I mean, Nike's not a problem. Nike's will jump on board no matter what. But uh, the power that they have, I mean, if the games don't go on, there's a lot of people that don't make money. Obviously, the players included in that, so they have to be willing to make a sacrifice. But, I mean, to, to have this kind of impact, they, I think they have to enlist the corporate and business partners that are part of their world to get behind them on this. I think, And I think this is what they need to do with it. Otherwise, and I think it's a powerful statement. I, I mean, I think it's one that, that I give them credit for doing but in order to have an impact beyond today, they've got to make sure that 
the people that sign checks for them, if they want to see them play, have to get behind them. Do you think the platform's bigger by not playing than playing? Uh, temporarily, yeah. Temporarily. Well, maybe. I mean, maybe temporarily. I think. I think. I. I think patience would wear thin, and I think we move on very quickly in this country. And there's certainly enough to occupy everyone's attention for the next two months at least, besides sports. So I mean that 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 platform is it's limited in time but but for the moment yeah i i think i think it's i think people will pay attention um past labor day i'm not sure i think that um i think the conversation there briefly the other day about shutting it down completely would have been a mistake because i i I think you're right that perhaps in in a short moment, it brings more attention to it. But had they lost that platform by not playing any more games, I think that would have defeated the purpose in many ways. And, you know, every every player has the right to think the way they want to think. I think that's part of the problem in our world right now is that alternative opinion and action isn't uh, uh, accepted um, enough. I mean, I think everybody should be all ears um, right now. Um, you know, but... So if a player wanted to opt out altogether, I think that he should be allowed to opt out altogether. I mean, you know, that's been available because of COVID-19, but George Hill was very moved by it. There were other players that that just think that what they're doing, you know, by playing these games – is you know trivial and it's not what they should be doing they should be uh they should be involved in these protests they should be involved in and in, and in, in, in using and in, in being being involved you know but I, I would suggest that they are involved and they are using a platform you know if you've watched an nba game my god i mean it's black lives matter everywhere every single jersey has a message on it on the back of the jersey in addition to the name um, there hasn't been a sport that's returned that's done more to you know make people aware of of you know obviously one of the key issues being police brutality against you know black men in particular um, I think that would have been a mistake had they not uh, chosen uh, to, to continue to play. Um, but if a player really feels like he can't do it, like his head and his heart isn't in it, you know, then let them leave. Let them leave. Overall, Tommy, I think that that sort of, that's my opinion about all of this is that there are a lot of people that are essentially, you know, doing the shut up and dribble thing. Um, you know, that that's – they're they're entitled to their opinion just as others that feel the opposite are entitled to theirs. I would just say that typically there's rarely anything that you lose by listening. Doesn't mean that you have to completely be in lockstep or in agreement with what you're listening to. Um, but there's nothing lost through listening. Look, I'm I've been enjoying the games. So from a selfish standpoint, I want the games to con- continue. This is the first time over the last week and a half that I've enjoyed sports or team sports since it restarted. Um, but I don't know, Tommy. I, I looked. Uh, you know what happened in Kenosha? Seven. I mean, my my biggest takeaway more than anything else, and I've got a lot of opinions on it, but is seven shots is a hell of a lot. That just doesn't seem right 
seems something wrong about somebody being shot in the back seven times. Um, was it George Floyd, uh, which was an absolute no-brainer? No, I think there's more co- complexity to it. But seven shots is too many. Um, at the same time, like I've said to you before many times when we've had this conversation before, you know, it's, it's simplifying it. I'm pro good cops. I'm anti-bad cops, especially bad racist cops. And I recognize that there are some out there. You know, I, I, I want those bad cops eradicated. I want them gone. But I want the good cops recognized for the job they do, too, because they're very necessary, in my opinion. Very necessary. Um, anyway. I, I, agree with, I agree with you about that. Listen, uh, part of the problem is uh, the good cops haven't gotten the message that it's in their best interest to help police themselves. I mean, as far as most police unions are, are concerned, there are no bad cops. Everything the cops do are, are, is right, and they should never be put on charges for anything. That's basically the philosophy of most police unions at this point. So part of the problem here with the image of the police in terms of, of course, there's so many more good cops than there are bad cops. But, but you know, that the thin blue line, however you want to describe it, uh, they're reluctant to acknowledge the bad cops. The people in that industry who make a living doing that do not want to acknowledge that some people around them should not be police officers. Look, these players... Okay, here's what... This is Jackie Robinson Day, by the way, yeah. of all days, right? Because it was supposed to be August, uh, April fifteenth, but obviously there was right. nothing going on. So this is the day April everybody 15th. wears forty-two, right? And uh, this was actually the day of the March on Washington in nineteen sixty-five, uh, with Martin Luther King's famous speech, and also the day that Jackie Robinson first met with Branch Rickey, uh, which led to him playing for the Brooklyn Dodgers. This is a great quote from Jackie Robinson. I think that says it all. It is no time for business as usual. I think that's right. Yeah. Whatever well, that means. Uh, well, right. we, we, ha- we haven't had business as usual for six months. No. Um, but I, I, I understand the point here. Look, I, I, um, I, I think that it's, uh, it's, it's an incredibly difficult conversation, but not everybody believes it's as difficult, um, and, and that's where I have the problem. I, I, I like people to be open-minded on both sides. These players are asking um, you know, their customers, if you will, their, their fan base, to just listen. Um, if your automatic, uh, if your default is get the hell back out there and play, um, this was uh, a man who was resisting arrest. Um, I don't know if you saw the Brian Urlacher uh, tweet, uh, the former Chicago Bear. Yeah. Um, I, I just think it takes it takes a measure of compassion. It takes a measure of self confidence in some ways to listen and be open minded about something that you are absolutely convinced you're right about, because this is. This is so complex, the whole police reform thing. You know, we there, there's been progress here. The data suggests that since Ferguson, there's been progress. But it doesn't mean that there shouldn't be a lot more. You know, and it also, 
on the flip side, obviously, doesn't mean that everybody, you know, just gives up and goes home and all of a sudden everybody's, you know, there, there's a ton of of uh, of unintended consequences, like a lot of people who rely on these sports to be played to make money to 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 to, to take care of their families. You know, they, they they have a responsibility in many ways to play these games, um, and and I think they can do that and use this platform to also make people who aren't as open minded hopefully become more open minded and aware of of what they believe in and what they want you to know. I'm using that platform. I, I don't know, Tommy. I don't have all the answers. I just, I, I thought it would have been a mistake had they shut down the season. I, I don't I have... think it would have been too. But now, now you know what? If they start to play again, the Black Lives Matter T-shirts and logos that you see are don't fade into the background for a while now. Well, I don't know okay. how they. I, mean, point, I, I think for at a lot. At some point, they fade. Yeah, they fade into the background in people's minds. Now they're they're back to the forefront. I've always felt like in watching these things um, that I'm not going to deprive myself of things that give me pleasure um, because of politics or because of activism. You know, I, I, have I gone to concerts where I'd prefer that the lead singer or somebody in the band not spend 10 or 15 minutes of the show um, telling me to, you know, conserve more water? Um, yeah, I, I would prefer that because I came there to see a show. But I'm not going to let somebody's political beliefs or, you know, off-the-court activism um, deprive me of enjoying the sport. Um, I'm also going to be, as I have been with the NBA, open-minded to what's turned off a lot of people. People I know have been turned off from the NBA with all of the signage um, and all of the activism in, in games. But to me, it hasn't distracted from the actual games themselves, which have been phenomenal here recently. Um, I'll tell you this, Tommy, when it comes to week one of the NFL, if the NFL players decide they're going to make a statement and not play week one of the NFL season, that will be, in many ways, Tommy, that could be much more problematic because the NFL appeals so much more to um, a, a base and a political belief um, that is more in line with, hey, don't be active, don't be political, don't be outspoken uh, politically during my Sunday afternoons. The NBA appeals to a different demographic for the most part. The NFL appeals to the, all demographics. They're, they're never going to reach those people. The impact what I'm saying in corporate America, corporate boardrooms, People who need to make millions of dollars. You're missing my off point. Of the NFL. You're missing okay. my point. I think those of us that have been watching the NBA are going to come back and continue to watch the NBA even after this two nights off, after making this statement and and trying to bring more attention to these issues. I think if they do this in the NFL, they're going to lose a lot of fans again, and it's going to be it's going to impact the business of the NFL as Kaepernick did. Uh, in 2017. I don't think it will with the NBA. Now, the NBA ratings have been down anyway, but, you know, there are a lot yes, of reasons have. for that. 
Well, you know? yeah, because one thing, because the product sucks. That's well, one reason. Well, it hasn't the last week and a half. It's been phenomenal. But, yes, the, the, that nine-game stretch of playing out the regular season I didn't think was very good. And, look, people learn to live without it, and it's weird to sort of consume it in August, you know, from August to October. Everybody's off a little bit. But I think if the NFL, you know, takes off week one when people have been waiting for this, as long as they have, I think they're going to lose people. I think it's going to impact well, the business that, of the NFL. If that's the case, if it's that powerful, then that's the statement they should make. If you think it's that powerful, don't you? That it'll, yeah, I, I, I think they'll lose some. I think. No, no, don't what, you what, think what, that what, that the NFL players have a much bigger platform? Yes, I do. Yeah. This is why I think that that they they should probably sit out the first week if they want to have influence in this. Let's take a break. I think they should. I, th- I think I think the cost is worth it for them. I think it has a bigger impact uh, for them than the loss of of, of fans. Uh, look, and it's going to be a bizarre two months, no matter what in this country. So it's going to be hard to measure. I think that's probably true. I mean, it it all may get, you know, uh, it'll all get come out in the wash anyway, um, or get washed out in the wash um, with what will be happening in October and November anyway. Um, Let's take a quick break so you can hear from one of our sponsors. All right. um, I I did have one more thing that I just wanted to uh, ask you about because I was thinking about this um, and, and I wanted to circle back. Why do you think – you think now that the investigation is more league-influenced than team-influenced, that, that that's, this is not a team-controlled investigation. Why then do you think this law firm, this, this Lisa Banks and Deb, Deborah Katz, um, are, wrote this letter to Roger Goodell – um, representing more than a dozen, you know, uh, former employees of the Washington football team, asking for an in, in, for an independent investigation. Why? why do, well, for why, one thing, yeah. I mean, you want you want to turn the heat up as high as you possibly can. Yeah, but I, it, it seems to me that they believe that this is more of a team investigation that will produce nothing. Well, again, I'm 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 reading between the lines, and that doesn't mean I'm right. Uh, I but mean, I, 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 I think you, I think I, you are right. Well, I, I may be, but, but uh, initially, uh, from the outside looking in, uh, it does not look like an independent investigation. When, uh, no matter what kind of language they come up with, when the checks are going to be signed by the owner of the football team, so I understand the call for it. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, they need to keep the heat on. Uh, Dan Snyder right now, and and an easy way to do that is to point out the flaw in this so-called investigation and to demand for more. Even if they, you know, they, they don't know, uh, and I don't know what the real purpose of, of of the league is in this. I'm guessing, I'm guessing based that there's reasonable people in the NFL that recognize that there is no value, no value at all in keeping Dan Snyder as an owner of this football team. So, but, but I don't know if, if, if there's reasonable people uh, in the NFL who believe that. So, uh, I mean, I think, I think they're doing – they're just turning up the heat. The other, that. the other thing about that letter sent is they asked for Snyder to be suspended pending the outcome, which, you know, we've just sort of gone through. could take months, if not more than that. 
Do you think the league would consider that? I, I didn't even I, I didn't bring this up when we were talking about it, and I didn't even think to bring it up on on the radio show this morning. I wonder if Goodell has considered suspending the owner. I wonder if he can suspend the owner for this. It's, I think it, he it's can. conduct detrimental to the league. Yes. I mean, all of yes. this is. I, th- I, I think he can. Uh, and uh, I think they I have think, to. I mean, I think they've I, got to I wait till the investigation's done. I, I think they. I, I think mean, they do. Yeah, I think they have to but, wait. Uh, but as far as suspending them, uh, maybe that will be the outcome of this. Maybe they don't force them to sell, or maybe they suspend them while they're while they're trying get get the team sold to somebody. And what the hell does Who suspending knows? an owner mean anyway? I mean, to to the fans, it's, what does it I mean? I guess that means. Well, okay, he's got to stay away from the team. I mean, okay. Yeah. I mean, that might and be a good thing. He can't, he can't be in his box at Ghost Town Field uh, for football games. But who's let? You know, nobody's nobody's allowed to go to games this year. So right. What would be the point? Yeah, that's true. All right, uh, are you done? I'm done. Have a good weekend. I'm done, baby. All right. You have a good weekend too. I'll talk to you later. Uh, we're done. Right. I'll be back on Monday. Um, Tommy will probably be back in his normal Tuesday, Thursday rotation. Have a good weekend. Stay healthy.